you know, you, when you start these things and you do the research, you say, yes, I think there is a business here. I think there is, you know, need. Uh, but when you're, when you kind of start solving the problem for yourself, which was what I was doing is a lot of the experiences, Hey, how would I have yeah. done this differently? Or how would I have liked this differently as a patient? You never know until you actually get out right. there and put something out there, whether or not there's going to be that same receptivity from, from patients going through it and, and, and building a business because of it. The Medical Alley Podcast is brought to you by MentorMate. MentorMate empowers healthcare clients to deliver on their mission and transform the human experience through technology. For over 20 years, clients have trusted MentorMate to guide their vision, design innovative products, and build secure solutions while understanding the specific nuances of their industry. MentorMate's global team in the U.S., Eastern Europe, and Latin America helps clients in all sectors of healthcare transform their organizations. From Fortune 500 pharmaceutical companies and commercial payers to hospital systems, medical device manufacturers, and beyond. Learn more at mentormate.com slash healthcare. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to everyone out there in Medical Alley. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Medical Alley podcast and part of our continuing series for National Sleep Health Week. Now, this week, we're joined by Brian Sauer, who's the CEO and founder of Gem Health, and we're going to talk a little bit about the journey uh, that he's been on building the company and uh, trying to make sleep health a little bit better. So, Brian, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Maybe you could start. Um, tell us a little bit about what is Gem Health? What is it that you're trying to do? Absolutely. Well, Gem Health is a virtual specialty clinic, and our first focus is on sleep and sleep apnea. So we created a product called Gem Sleep. Mm -hmm. And really what we're trying to solve for is the experience uh, that many people have that is not the best experience in right. terms of getting diagnosed, getting treated with their sleep apnea. And it, it really stems from my personal passion. I'm oh. somebody who for years avoided the topic, even though my wife was elbowing me and saying, <laughs> you're snoring all the time, you're, you're twitching while you're sleeping. I was really intimidated by the prospect of getting checked out. I thought my only options were to go and get checked out in person. And in doing so, I delayed you know, getting my health on the right track and also um, getting my livelihood uh, and, yeah. and uh, health um, checked out. Uh, so from that perspective, uh, I really felt like there was a problem to be solved. And I felt like if I could solve it for myself, there might be a company in this. Oh, very cool. So a virtual specialty clinic. What, what, is that, what does that practically mean? Yeah. What it means is from the comfort of your own home, you can go through an, a clinical experience that you otherwise don't uh, have to do in person. So what we do specialize in is a model I call DTS, Diagnosis Treatment Support. So oftentimes when you're thinking about your health conditions, you're saying, well, first of all, what's what's going on with me? Uh, and typically what you're wanting to know is, you know, do I have a condition? Is there something that I can get help with? So that's the diagnosis portion of our service. And how we do that is we do it through a home sleep test. We do a quick assessment. We have a web-based service where an individual can answer a few questions. If they show a positive uh uh, inclination towards having this condition, we'll actually set them up with a home sleep test. Then what we'll do is we'll figure out 
do you have this condition? And if you do, what's the best treatment option for you? Oftentimes in uh, a traditional setting, you have to go from one provider to a next to a next and kind of start your whole experience over. What we can do in one experience is get you from diagnosis to a treatment option that works for you. We offer CPAP treatments, but we also offer an oral appliance, which is a dental treatment. And then the most important part of what we do is we have a support system to help you through your treatment. So oftentimes people will start a treatment, get frustrated, have trouble going through the behavior change or, or adjustment to that treatment, and then they give up. So what we've done is we've built a really robust coaching program and also data model to help people get affirmation that what they're doing is working and, and having a positive impact on them. Oh, wow. All right. How does that compare? And you mentioned a little bit about this or about it, but how does that compare to, say, a more traditional approach? If if I felt like something was up, what's my patient journey but for Gem Health? Yeah. If you're going a traditional route, typically what's going to happen is you're going to first go into your primary care doctor. Your primary care doctor will do an assessment like the one we do, uh, but instead of doing it in 30 seconds like we do, it might be taking a, a Friday afternoon off to, to have an appointment with your primary care doctor. From there, they're going to make a recommendation for you to have a home sleep test, which typically means you have to go to a sleep specialist. Now, there's only 6,000 doctors who specialize in sleep medicine in the U.S., and there's actually something in the neighborhood of 30 million people who have sleep apnea and bevies who have other sleep conditions. So what's happened is uh, if you wanted to go and see a sleep specialist, oftentimes you're going to wait two, three months uh, to be able to see them. From there, they have two options for you. You can do a home sleep test, which is the same home sleep test we offer, or you can do a more traditional in-lab study. Now, the home sleep tests have evolved to the point where typically 95% of people who uh, are getting tested have the same uh, level of accuracy as doing it in in an actual lab. But for a consumer, it's much more convenient to do it at home, and it's much more uh, cost-effective as well. From there, you're typically then going to go back to uh, a sleep specialist, review your results. They're going to set you up for treatment, and then they're going to move you to typically what's called a a home medical equipment or a durable medical equipment company who's going to set you up. And oftentimes, that's where your journey uh, both starts and stops because many times people are given a CPAP machine, for instance. A CPAP machine is a machine that that pushes air uh, through your otherwise obstructed airway. And oftentimes, people have a real difficult time adjusting to Mm -hmm. it. Maybe they're not set up the the right way in the first place. Maybe they have a mask that doesn't fit them or fit their sleeping style. So what we've done is essentially looked at all those potential fail points and and worked on a a process to alleviate that so that you don't fail, which is uh, a common thing if you're going through a traditional approach. About half the people who start a treatment end up failing uh, versus with our program so far, we're seeing about 75% of the people who start are having success with it. So we're seeing that 50% improvement compared to what traditional models offer. Now, there are companies that are out there starting to do what we do, Mm -hmm. uh, where they're offering more virtual solutions. And we think that's great because there's a lot of people who need help. Right now, five out of six individuals who have sleep apnea either don't know they have sleep apnea or they've started a treatment, got frustrated and stopped. So really, we think that's the opportunity for us is to help those people who haven't found a solution or haven't been uh, introduced to a solution that's really helpful uh, for them to get in a timely basis. Interesting. I'm going a little off script for a second here, but the what I hear you describing sounds like a, a much more productive way of getting access to care as a patient, but also a more productive way of delivering care given what sounds like not enough docs for the patient population that's out there. As you were thinking about building the company, 
How did that clinical productivity piece play into your thinking? Absolutely. Well, at first I, I didn't know whether this was something that was interesting to me or if mm. this was actually a business or not. So what I did is I spent some time doing that diligence. You know, how many people have this condition? What's their typical experience that they're going through? What are the prob you know, what are some of the problems that are impacting people? So you brought up timeliness and that's, you know, a fact it's a math equation. If there's mm -hmm. only so many, you know, sleep experts who are out there and and uh, and there's so many people who have this, how do you work through that? So what we thought of is um, doing a model that, you know, maybe just create a connectivity between, you know, clinicians and patients wouldn't be enough. Because from that perspective, we'd be tackling a problem mm. that, that would be probably making it worse, which is, hey, there's only so many of these. How do you actually, you know, get, you know, better access? So we, we really thought that what we needed to challenge was uh, the whole process in terms of right. how do you do this? You know, are there things that we can do um, asynchronously instead of doing it synchronously? And by that, I mean things that we can do um, that, that don't require a lineup of schedules, right. you know, which is, you know, inefficient in, in general in terms of finding a way to line up schedules. We also asked ourselves, are the things we could do with technology that we potentially um, otherwise would do in person? So that assessment that I mentioned earlier, we can do that through a 30-second assessment. It's clinically valid rather than having to set a doctor's appointment to do that, which again, takes away the stress on the system in terms of, uh, in terms of that capacity. So as we thought this through, we thought through kind of equally between what's important to that patient in terms of their experience, but also what's important to the clinician from their experience to try to maximize it on both sides. And we've also, uh, we've also brought in a, a process um, that allows us to describe and offer treatments uh, without having to, um, to, to do a, a physical consult, mm -hmm. um, which is part of the traditional model. Now, why do we do that? Because what we've heard from patients is roughly four out of five of them say, tell me what my treatment is, you know, help me get started. I don't necessarily need to, you know, review my options. But then that one out of five who does want to, you know, talk through their options, we still will make that available to those individuals. So it's streamlining the process. Instead of making it a default, everyone goes through the consult. Right. What we've done is we said default, we think we can get you started without that consult. But if the, cons if the consult's important to you or if there's things we need to talk through with you, we'll do that as well. Oh, and that's all been designed by our chief medical officer, Dr. Mike Howell, um, who is a board certified sleep specialist. Oh, it's fascinating. It, it it seems to be this emerging trend of new companies that are, instead of just trying to take the existing system and run more through it, are re-engineering the whole process to get us something that's better outcomes potentially and more productive for the patients and the providers. So I really appreciate what you're sharing, but that's a pretty complex thing. So I'm curious, what's your background? Like this this is not something that someone probably just wakes up one day after a good night of sleep and does. <laughs> so how, how did you get to this point? Exactly. Well, I, I've spent my entire career in healthcare, mm -hmm. 20 plus years, most recently. And I think this is, uh, you know, a lot of what I'm pulling from in terms of building gem is most recently I was a CEO of San Velo Health, which is a digital mental health business. We tackled a lot of similar you know, opportunities with Sanvelo that we're tackling with Gem. In the case of Sanvelo, we were focused on depression, stress, mm -hmm. anxiety, but there were also a number of things that were, you know, suboptimal from a, both a, a patient and a, a provider experience in that space. 
Many times people had to wait. Many times people couldn't get their services covered by insurance. Many times there were stigmas where people, oh, you know, yeah. felt like, hey, this isn't something I, I necessarily, you know, want to work through. I, I don't want to be, you know, labeled or I don't want to be, you know, classified as, you know, needing this help. And and we basically, you know, step by step broke down those types of, you know, mm. concerns and barriers in the mental health space. And we took a very similar approach here, you know, in the sleep apnea space as well. A lot of similarities. Sleep apnea, there's some stigma related to it. A lot of people don't want people to know they have sleep apnea or that they're getting treatment from it. Um, this was even myself personally. Mm. You know, I wake up many mornings with lines on my face because I wear a CPAP mask and it's a little bit embarrassing, but but the results, the improvements I have kind of offset that for me. Yeah. And so now I'm a peer coach where I'm helping people understand this mm. isn't that big of a deal and, and the improvements that you'll have in your quality of life are, are worth it. So that's really uh, my most recent experience um, to help with that. But prior to that, I worked at United Health Group in Optum for 15 years. And that's really given me uh, a strong understanding of how to work within the health ecosystem mm-hmm. versus working outside of the health, health ecosystem. I see a lot of innovations that are happening in health that I think are really, you know, really amazing innovations. But but at times these services get stuck because yeah. a patient gets to a point where like, this is great, but don't I have insurance to cover this? Or, you know, you want how much money from me with my MasterCard uh, to have these services yeah. paid for? And, uh, you know, many patients in and, and I understand why, you know, they want these services covered by insurance. If you think about your paycheck, you know, after you take out taxes, typically the second biggest thing on your paycheck is insurance. And people, you know, from that reason, they want their, they want right. their healthcare services covered by insurance. So from that perspective, we've been building a business that works with insurance versus yeah. one that works outside of insurance. Now, sure, if somebody wants to use our services um, cash pay, we make that available, but we're now adding insurance to make sure that people um, who want to use those benefits uh, can use those benefits to have our services covered. Yeah, it, it's a really good point for the other innovators who might be listening of understanding how to re-engineer, rebuild something in healthcare and still fit into the system that the patients or the consumers expect so that they can receive the services. I appreciate you sharing that. We have a lot of entrepreneurs that are listening and some come from healthcare, some come from the tech world. You know, what might you tell them that you've learned on your journey that might help them out? There's a difference between something being neat and something being a problem worth being solved. Yeah. And that was one of the things we had to learn early in, in gem was, Hey, sleep apnea is a problem for me, but does a, does a payer care about that? Right. You know, because our services are services that can be covered under fee for service contracts, but if an employer doesn't care enough to put us in network, doesn't matter. Yeah. Right. And same thing with investors. If investors don't, don't care about the problem, you know, it could be the coolest thing yeah. ever, but it's more than of a project than it is a company. And also being able to find your way to, you know, meaningful uh, gross profits as well. Yep. So if you have something that, you know, you, you want to save the world and you want to save it, you know, one patient at a time, but you're never going to find your way to a, a meaningful profitable, profitable business. It's hard to make that work. In Nobody's going to invest in you. You're never going to be able to grow. And, and I think that's a piece that um, is often, you know, thought of kind of in reverse as well, yeah. especially because the investor market for so long was kind of growth at all costs. Yep. And, you know, gross profits are something we'll talk about We'll figure later. out it later. Now, yeah. if you don't come in with a, a very compelling story about the potential of your business in terms of gross profits, it's a non-starter. Yeah. Uh, so it's really interesting seeing that uh, because 
oftentimes, you know, oftentimes people who are visionaries or, you know, want to start businesses, they think about the finances later and they don't think about it early enough. And that's, uh, especially in this new, new market, it's, uh, it, it can potentially derail you before you even really get your legs underneath you. Interesting. I'd seen recently that Gem is now in 47 states, a couple more left to go, but what's the reception been as you guys have expanded? And if I remember right, are you about two-ish years old now, give or take? Yeah, we are just over a year old. We started oh, just a company. Over a year. Yeah, wow. I still remember when you and I uh, sat down for coffee, and I was telling you I was thinking about starting this business. Yeah. Uh, we just started it in January of last year, mm-hmm. and uh, so we're just over a year in. Um, we've been able to expand, like you said, uh, to to forty seven states wow. now, and really the receptivity is has been positive on on kind of all fronts, both from a qualitative perspective, but also quantitative perspective. So qualitatively, people are telling us they they enjoy the experience. We have a lot of uh, people who have become net promoters of our services, uh, who are sharing with family friends. We even had one individual tell their boss, you know, this <laughs> is something you should check out. To me, that's a pretty high uh, yeah, it's a pretty high uh, hurdle to get over. <laughs> because you don't recommend something to your boss that you really don't believe in. Mm-hmm. But but qualitatively, we've we've seen um, a really positive reception in terms of people telling us it's easy. You're, mm. you know, you're, you're helping me work through this problem uh, in kind of a, you know, straightforward fashion. Uh, another bar that we try to get over is um, anybody can use it. My 75-year-old father um, did a home sleep test and told me, Brian, this is a simple process. I, I understood it wasn't really complicated for me to get through. But then quantitatively, we've also seen seen a really nice reception in terms of patients going through this. Yeah. So we started in Minnesota, our home state, mm-hmm. um, and, and really wanted to, to do that as a proof of concept, get feedback, understand what's working, what's not. Uh, and we grew the patient population largely in Minnesota alone to about 500 patients ah. uh, within the first uh, four months. Since we've expanded nationally, we've more than doubled our patient population um, in just the last two months. So right. we had uh, 500 patients in kind of our first four months, and then we're over a thousand patients within our six month first six months, uh, so it's been really nice to see that receptivity. You know, you, when you start these things and you do the research, you say, "Yes, I think there is a business here. I think there is, you know, need." Uh, but when you're when you kind of start solving the problem for yourself, which was what I was doing, is a lot of the experiences. Hey, how would I have yeah. done this differently, or how would I have liked this differently as a patient? You never know until you actually get out there right. and put something out there, whether or not there's going to be that same receptivity from from patients going through it and and, and building a business because of it. Oh, very cool. Well, you, you mentioned the home sleep test technology has got to the point where for the vast majority of patients, it's giving sufficient data, it's giving the accurate results. Are there other things that you guys see on the horizon as far as technology or other innovations coming into sleep health that you're excited about? Absolutely. You know, we really see ourselves as a tech company, but we're a tech company from the experience, uh, from the perspective of bringing that experience together for patients. But what we aren't doing is we aren't creating our own tech in terms of wearables um, and things of that nature because there's a, a really great innovation happening in that space. So what we're doing is we're piecing those things together into right. our experience. And one of the things I'm most excited about is that something that was you know pretty mystifying for patients for a, while, a long time of how am I sleeping, you know, and and you know how is the quality of my sleep has now, you know, a lot of those barriers have now been broken, whether it's your Apple watch, whether it's an eight sleep bed that you sleep Mm. in, whether it's a whoop band or an aura ring, you now have all these insights into what's going on with your sleep and you're able to understand, you know, 
if I was in bed for eight hours, did I actually sleep for eight hours? Or, you know, why do I feel better some days when I sleep seven hours than if I sleep nine hours? You're starting to get a lot of inputs. And, and what we're doing at GEM is we're bringing those inputs together with really guidance and recommendations, especially related to if you have a medical condition. So in some situations, you can get better sleep by having a cooler, you know, room that you're sleeping mm. in, uh, by, um, you know, avoiding alcohol, you know, right before sleep, by not exercising late in the day. Mm-hmm. There's things you can do from a lifestyle, you know, improvement perspective. But if you have an actual sleep condition, such as sleep apnea, you might try all those things and find yourself, hey, you know, this $4,000 bed I, I bought is, is still not improving my sleep. And you need somebody to guide you through what's really going on with you clinically. And that's where we see the the, the, the confluence of, of technology and what we're doing as a, a, a technology service provider is we can provide you those insights. Hey, what's going on here is you actually have, you know, a, a, a sleep disorder where you're um, not breathing or you're struggling to breathe. In my case, I was struggling to breathe 26 times per hour. Wow. I was having pauses in my breathing and there was no mattress or pillow that was going no. to, you know, make a change for me on that. So having those insights um, leads to um, the potential for people to detect and understand what's going on. But more importantly, once you get treatment, and once you have this information coming in, you can see that it's actually working and actualize that. For me, for instance, I, I would have a, a, a really long delay for my heart getting to a resting state uh, when I was sleeping before I received treatment. Once I received treatment, my resting heart rate came down much more rapidly, which is normal. And my resting heart rate came down 20 beats per minute um, compared to what it was pre, wow. pre-treatment. That gave me confirmation that this isn't just making me feel good. It's actually improving my health as well. And that's, you know, been a motivation for me to stick with my treatment. Um, Even though I was one of those people who initially struggled with the change, you know, I didn't like having something Mm -hmm. on my my face. You know, most people don't, it's not, it doesn't feel natural, but once you develop, develop a pattern or habit and you see that it's working, you typically will stick with it and and see the types of improvements for um, your quality of life and uh, for, uh, for your health as well. I mean, if, if there's one thing I've learned as we've done this series of interviews for National Sleep Week um, or National Sleep Health Week, it's been not just the importance of sleep, but that there are tools out there, there are techniques out there that depending on the range of conditions you might have can make a difference and it has a huge difference on a person's quality of life. So maybe the last question I'll ask is, you know, what's next for Gem? Newer company, you're growing, where do you see this going or where do you want it to go? Absolutely. We see ourselves, so we started sleep apnea. We wanted to be laser focused on mm-hmm. let's solve a problem meaningfully. Let's not be an inch deep, uh, yep. you know, in, in, a, in a category. But really what we've already been seeing is a number of our patients want additional help and sleep from us. So they're saying, yes, I, I, I'm really appreciating the help, but I'm still having a trouble or I'm still having trouble falling asleep. Mm. So I'm, I'm dealing with insomnia issues. What can we do there? And and it's pretty common that most people with a sleep uh, condition have more than one sleep condition. Yep. And also at times, I'm not clinical, uh, but at times what, what I, I've seen and what I've you know uh, learned being in the space is sometimes one sleep condition can also manifest itself as another. Right. So for instance, people have a really hard time staying awake during the day, you know, that may be narcolepsy or it may be Mm -hmm. that you actually didn't sleep, you know, well the night before. And now you're 
ability, you know, your inability to stay awake during the day is because you're just exhausted. Right. Your body was, you know, going through uh, sleep deprivation. So that's where we see our 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 next uh, main focus is how can we extend our our sleep services using a similar type of model, a consumer friendly, clinically viable, and insurance covered approach to cover additional sleep conditions. Yeah. And over time, we'll uh, expand to other specialty care spaces as well. So this DTS model, diagnosis treatment support yep. model, is a model that I've now implemented several times, and it's proven to be effective in mm-hmm. terms of being able to, again, be something that works for patients, but also something that's clinically viable and something that helps get to outcomes, which um, is a key important p- piece for insurance coverage. Indeed. Well, Brian, thank you. I really appreciate you sharing the story of Jem and the journey you've been on. Yes. Thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. And folks, that's been another episode of the Medical Alley podcast. If you're not already a subscriber, make sure to check out medicalalleypodcast.org. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, would you do me one little favor? Would you share this episode with just one person? If everyone listening did that, we'd reach so many more people with this important story and many of the other great stories that are coming out of the Medical Alley community. If you do that, I'd really appreciate it. Until next time, have a great day.